Welcome to Career Wanderlust, your compass for new career horizons. Today, we are talking with David Barco. David is the CEO and co-founder of Carved Communications, a Miami-based public relations agency. With over 20 years of public relations and digital marketing experience, David has developed and executed strategic campaigns for some of the world's most influential brands and innovative startups. With deep expertise across agency, in-house, and entrepreneurial environments, David has accumulated a great deal of wisdom around advancing one's career, and I'm really excited to learn more. David, thank you for joining us on Career Wanderlust Podcast. Please, could you tell us about what you feel has been some of your most important career advice and why? Well, thanks for having me, Jolie. It's great to see you again. Um, That's a great question. To be honest, some of the best career advice I've had is the stuff I haven't listened to, and that might be opposite of what most people answer, because you know, you know this, most people say, especially in PR, is don't be a jumper, right? Stay somewhere. Early on, it was stay somewhere. Oh my God, you were only someplace for 11 months. Your last three jobs, you were only there for a year each. That's bad, right? And that's what I was taught. But I never believed it. And why I never believed it is because every, the reason why I jumped, and some were longer than others, right? Two years, three years, some 11 months, nine months. The reason why, and I recently wrote about this uh, in a recent uh, one of my personal posts on LinkedIn, is I had a, I had achieved what the objectives were set for me, and I sat there in the office of the boss and said, "Okay, what's next?" Oh well, I'm sorry, it's not there. I was like, "Well, see you later. I want what I want. You're not going to give it to me. I'm going to go find it." Um, and so I, it was actually the opposite of what most people told me. Um, is kind of the career path that I took is take my strengths and take my own self-worth and self-belief and the successes that I have achieved and use it to get where I need to go and not to rely on anybody else to give you what you want. You have to go earn it or you just have to go get it if that's Mm -hmm. where you want to go in your career. That doesn't mean that jumping is for everybody. Everybody is unique and everybody has their own path and everybody has their own, especially PR and now is way different than it was with me 25, 20, 18 years ago, whatever it's been. But that's kind of the advice that I've taken is go against other people. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. And and it it does, it all, it all depends on what your personal situation is. And what I like about what you're saying is you knew what you wanted. You knew what you wanted. You knew what your next step was. You knew where you wanted to go. And if your company wasn't able to give that to you, then you went and found it, which is fantastic career advice. That's a hundred percent what you should be doing. And, and uh, so I, I, I applaud that. The only thing that that I say to look out for is when you are jumping for money. I, I, you know, I, I say do it for the opportunity. <laughs> do it because it's the right thing for your next move. But if you're just doing it for the money, that will probably catch up with you somewhere along the line. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I, I don't remember if it was PR advice or something I read somewhere along the way, but you've probably heard this too, is never make decisions solely based on money. And that's absolutely, and even life decisions or, you know, yeah. don't get that car just because you want it or don't buy yeah. it or whatever that might be. And that's absolutely true in this because sometimes the money doesn't get you where to want to go. And I probably, I know I made at least one or two of those decisions where it was like, okay, I was making X and someone else offered me Y. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to jump and take it. And I want X. I want Y. I want to yeah. go here. I want to go there. I want to get married. And I nothing want- wrong with that. <laughs> nothing right. wrong with that. We don't do more money. for that. And even the non-jumping, when I also learned, about myself and everybody is different is 
some people are meant to be in that hierarchy. They're meant to stay one place or go two places and grow with grow within where you are. And some people aren't. Some people are soldiers and some people are the generals and the colonels and things like that. And it's okay to be a soldier and yes. you get your way to be general or a colonel or whatever it is, right? To take an army metaphor. And some people aren't. Right? Some people have to go create their own army. Yes, yes, like exactly. I'm going to go go out on my own and be a free agent. And that's, everybody's different. There's no there's nothing wrong with either one of those great friends and great former colleagues who have been up that path that are still on that path of being in yes. the big agency life. And some that aren't. And we've all, we all still connect and we all still communicate. And we all have yes. pros and cons of everything that we've done. And I love this conversation because it's all okay. It's all based on what's best for you. You know, it's fit with your personality, your career goals, what it is that you want out of life. And you make those decisions based on that. But I say being clear, exactly what you said, being clear on what it is that you want and then going for it. That's, that's the key. And, Absolutely. and there is no, there is no one, one size fits all. There is no one size fits all when it comes to your career. <laughs> Especially in PR. Because there's no Especially. one size all for any big public relations for sure. I love it. I love it. So can you share with us a story? I'd love to hear a story about something that was like an impactful lesson for you or a big event that happened within your work. Could you tell us what happened and what you learned from it? That's a great question. I'm trying to think. There's two really. One, I just, I'll say just one actually I just wrote about again was my first job ever uh, was in 1998 at the GCI group, which is now part of Conan Wolf. I think I don't remember. They all merge and go like, when I was an administrative assistant just out of college and being part of an administrative assistant was doing secretarial duties, if there's anything wrong with that. It was answering phones and sitting at the desk, you know, welcoming people into the office and answering the phone and getting oatmeal and doing all these things. And there was, but then there were the PR tasks to do. And myself and a number of other folks I was working with at the time felt that the administrative tasks were taking away of our ability and time to actually learn PR. We were on a there were those of us that wanted to be on a PR career track. And there were those in the company that wanted to be on that administrative assistant, executive assistant track. And so we felt it was a way, I felt it was a waste of time. And so I said, you know what? There should be, and at the time at that agency, there was not an account coordinator position, which as we know now is like the first step in pretty much everybody's PR career today. Yeah. Back then in 98, 99, there wasn't that at GCI. And so I went on an adventure to actually create that position. I talked about it with some of my seniors and they said, well, go talk to Bob Feldman, who's still out there doing PR, who at the time was the CEO of GCI Group. Go into his office and tell him this is what we think we should do. And so I did. I can't remember if I did a presentation or what it was back then. It was probably a PowerPoint presentation. I don't remember. But I walked into his office and said, hey, there's two, there's junior people here who have two goals. One is PR and one is just to be an administrative secretarial, whatever it is. And we need this position. And the goal of this position is X. And the role is Y. And this is where it should go. And he said, at some point, yes. And so I was actually the creator, helped create the account coordinating position at a global public relations firm um, that I believe still exists to this day, right? Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. So we yeah. just talk about, right? Create your role. Find something that you want. Right? And I went in there and I was, what, 22 years old, right? Not knowing anything thing and what this I don't want to be doing this. Others here don't want to be doing this, but we can still be valuable and useful in PR. The other one, which I referenced before we started this conversation was seeing opportunity at the firm. Uh, I worked, originally worked at when I moved here to Miami. 
I had met some people in the startup community here in Miami, which now is the center of the startup world, as everybody knows, but nine and a half years ago, almost 10 years ago, and it was really thick. Mm-hmm. I met some people in the, in the community down here, and I saw it as an opportunity for the agency I was working to have a new line of business within that startup community. Hey, let's be that PR firm that represents this. So I walked into my boss one day and I said, hey, there's an opportunity here. I know this space. I'm good at this. We should do this. Miami is up and coming. I met all these people. We have a few clients already that are kind of in the space. Nope. It's a waste of time. Get out of my office. It's not worth it. Don't do it. That conversation in that office in downtown Miami at some point in 2004 or mid-2014, summer of 2014, is what led me to start Carve Communications. And now I'm here almost nine years later. I saw the opportunity that there was nobody focused on this growing community. I had experience from my little PR life in New York and said, we should start a firm whose goal is to be the agency of record for the South Florida startup community. And we started CARB and that's what we were. That's what we are. And now we're 26 people with folks based around the country and clients around the world and still that connection to the Miami startup community. So I went and said, well, you don't want to do it. I'm going to go do it. Here we go. I love it. And, you know, both your stories have that same lesson in there. You speak up. When you have that idea, when you see that there's a need somewhere, when you see that there's something that can be filled, you use your voice, you speak up. You went and talked to your boss with the first one. That resulted in the creation of an account coordinator role, which I fill those positions to this day. (laughs) A very beautiful thing. And then when you did that again in the future and your boss said, "Mm, I don't think so. You said, okay, well, I'm going to take this opportunity. I'm going to roll with it myself. So fantastic. Really, really great. Just to end it, Julie, if I can, you know, yeah. my idea, my lessons were on a macro level, right? starting a position or starting a firm. Those are macro level things to do. But I think it's important for folks who are just starting out their career or kind of in the middle ASAE role, you can do that on a micro level. Right? Recommending a way to change reporting in your agency or how to deal with the client differently or some other idea. and. There are some agencies that welcome it. And there are some agencies that don't. But if you don't put yourself out there to make recommendations, to approach the senior leadership of the agency with something that can be done better, be improved. If you don't do that, you're never going to know whether the place that you are is the place where you should be for the future. That is a, and again, it's not about starting an agency. It's about, hey, we should actually do reporting this. Way. This is the way we should create a media list. This is, you know, those are micro things. But if you don't get that responsive feedback from your senior leadership or from the agency, and you're one of those type of people that want to make recommendations and grow, maybe that place isn't for you and it's time to go find one. Maybe start your own agency, but go find a firm, go find an in-house role, go freelance to where you have that control, where you have that ability to have broader input on the way the business is run versus just being a yes man or a yes woman and sitting back and watching things maybe not work. Or could that help could be done better and affects you, it affects your clients, it affects your teammates, et cetera. Excellent advice. A hundred percent agree all the way through. Yes. If you don't have someone who's receptive to you, what, what you're bringing to the table, you need to find the place that is going to be. That's the only way you're going to rise and, and shine in your own career. hundred so, percent. Yeah. I thank you for that. You know, tell us a little bit about Carve Communications. You know, what? tell us about what you do well. Tell us about what you look for in your own talent. Absolutely. So Carve, we're a Miami-based public relations firm, although we have offices in New York, Chicago, folks based in Dallas, Austin, Texas, in Boston now. So we have folks based across the country. Thank you, COVID. Unfortunately, <laughs> thank you, COVID, allowed us to be 
Um, we are focused on technology, both consumer and some people call it B2B, some people call it enterprise technology. That's what our main focus is. We really have three lines of business we focus on. Media relations, typical media relations work. We call it content creation, thought leadership, executive communications, and then we do advocate marketing. Some people call it influencer relations or influencer marketing. That's really what we do. We have clients, again, around the country and around the world. What we look for in terms of our team, are, it's not always based on experience, um, mostly based on will this person be a good fit within our culture? Will this person be somebody who can operate independently, who desires to be put in a position to succeed? And going back to what we just spoke about 30 seconds ago, is going to tell us when we can do something better. There's a phrase that I have that everybody laughs at on my team, that no one here at Carve Communications has any toes. And people are like, what do you mean no one has any toes? That doesn't, that's crazy sound. What it means is that I don't have any toes. My managing director, no one has toes. Meaning if you have something that you think we can do, if I'm not doing something, you are an account executive and your account director is not handling something properly or thinks that the reporting structure that the senior account director created really isn't working and it's wasting everybody's time, whatever it might be. You have the right, you have the power to approach anybody within the organization. You know what? Don't just approach us with a problem. That's what you can't do. Approach us with a solution to the problem. Solution. So yes. no one has any toes. Even if it's me, hey, you know what, David? The way your onboarding process or the way you write contracts is terrible. I'm not going to fire you for telling me that what I do is terrible. Great. Thank you. I want to do this better. I need to create a better experience, a better culture, a better process, a better something, because that's the only way we're going to operate better. That's the only way we're going to deliver better results for our clients. That's the only way we're all going to succeed. And it's the only way we're all going to have a better work-life balance, which is a hugely valued here at Carve Communication as best we can. And those are the folks that we look for. Um, you know, it's always some, usually because of what we do, we do want people who have a desire to do media relations and do public relations and have a passion for it or know that they will have a passion for it and want to learn. Uh, so we've been very fortunate in the team that we have here. We've had very, very high retention rates. Knock on fake wood. <laughs> Very high returning to Julius. We also value to no end interns. We absolutely love mm -hmm. interns. We have now hired four people full time who are interns. Two of them have been with us for over four years. And then what we also have begun doing is intern to hire. It's kind of like rent to buy in a home. Uh -huh. You do intern to hire. So you bring you in instead of bringing you on full salary and going through all that. We say, okay, you know what? Come on as an intern. We'll pay you at an hourly basis. We give you all the rest of the perks that everybody else has. We buy everybody lunch and we do all these fun things. We've even brought interns. We even have paid for interns to come to our company gatherings and our company trips. Very um, cool. And after three months, let's evaluate. We know you're going to be, you know, you're going to be good. We wouldn't hire you otherwise. So it lets people kind of get ingrained in the culture, learn if they like it, if we like mm -hmm. them. Um, and then we bring them on as full-time employees. We absolutely love interns. So much success. Um, and it's two of our best, most longest tenured employees are were interns from 2018 and 2019 when they were Fantastic. both interns. Oh, it makes a huge difference. Well, yes. and the mindset that you're occupying and having your employees occupy is, is, is the mindset for success. So, and, and one that, that not only is successful in business, but successful in creating a culture that people want to stay in. So, so kudos on that. Um, this has been great. I really appreciate your time, David. Before you go, 
Could you tell us about something that you've read or watched or listened to? Doesn't matter. Just something that had a positive impact on your life or career that you think others can benefit from as well. I will admit I am not a reader. Some people be like, oh my God, I'm, I'm just not a reader. So I don't read, to be honest, other than work stuff and the contracts on my thing and you know everything else. I'm just not a reader. I will admit that. Um, you know, I wish I had a better answer. I just, I kind of take inspiration just gradually from other people, from watching what others do. Former colleagues of mine who have started their own agencies. There's a dear friend of mine who you may know from years ago. His name is Harrison Wise, who started Wise PR in New York. He started his agency before I did, but I always looked up to him. We worked together years ago. 2002, I want to say, is when we started working together. And he started an agency not long after that. I've kind of watched him grow and kind of a mentorship, but like, oh, he can do it. I can do it. He's been successful. I want to be successful with it too. Um, and it's just kind of quotes and things that I see. Um, but most of the time, I get inspired by the team that I have working with Card Communications, watching them succeed, watching them build the culture from within. I don't build culture. They do. I've never said this is the way our culture should be. I let them create the culture and I support it in whatever means I need to support dollars, time, resources, laughs. Yes, whatever it is, right? That's what I do. And so that's really where I get my inspiration from are the people that I work with um, and the successes that they have and the clients as well and what they want to achieve. That's fantastic. Well, and it's a great reminder that, I mean, yes, we learn from books, we learn from movies, we learn from from speeches and whatnot, but we can also just learn from watching people and what they're doing and doing well. And we can learn from the people who've gone before us. And there's a lot to be learned. All Absolutely. People talk about listening a lot, right? Being a good listener. I think it's also just being a good watcher, watching the way people react with other people. Yes, listening to what people have to say, but being a watcher, being a, a, you know, monitoring and, and taking everything in and being aware of everything that's happening around you is a super important skill as well. Absolutely. David, this has been great. Thank you so much for joining us on the Career Wanderlust podcast. Thanks for having me, Jolie. I appreciate it. It was a great time. Thank you for joining us on the Career Wanderlust podcast. If you find value in learning from others, give us a like and subscribe. If you're looking to grow your communications, marketing, public relations, or sales and biz dev team with the best talent and quickly... Check us out at paradigmstaffing.com and submit a request. We are wishing you a most successful and fulfilling career. Until next time.